Hello everyone, welcome to Astrodisiac, your sonic elixir of the stars, coming to you live from the dark side of the moon. I'm your host, Valerie Mesa, and this is episode four of my passion project, Astrodisiac. And it's a very special episode because I have a very, very dear friend of mine who is a... I mean, I'm just going to go on and on about her because I just love her so much. She is a Virgo, Earth Priestess, just amazing human being, rising Capricorn. Um, Emily is here with me today. Hi, Ems. Hi. How are you? I'm good. This is my first podcast, so I'm I'm very excited. I literally am popping your podcast, Cherry, as we speak. I love it. And it's a celestial uh, one, to to be exact. Um, I, I even mentioned you on my first episode. I don't know if you remember. Yes, yes. I was like, hi, Ems. I'm just so excited to be here with her uh, today, guys. So Emily, I met her while I was working at Telemundo, and it was just downhill. Like the first, you know, once we met, it was just downhill from there. When I first got there, um, everyone knew that I was really into astrology. And the first thing they told me was, oh, my God, you have to meet Emily. She, you know, she knows her sun, moon rising. And I was like, oh, my God, who is this, you know, Emily girl? They're like, no, no, you don't understand. Like you and her like are just going to jive. And I think you were in Rome. I was. Yeah, I was in Europe. And when I got back they're like, have you met Val yet? And I was like, no, who's Val? What's going on? It was just like so meant to be. And then we actually have a moon Venus conjunction in Gemini. So it was just obviously it was that was it. Yeah. Once we met, it was like. (laughs) Good luck getting work done. That was we're it. Going to be chatting away all day. And she is a fellow eighth houser with her eighth house stellium, and uh, she is a Virgo rising Capricorn, which is one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why I have her on here with me today. And I, um, if it's okay with you, I'm going to have you on again. Yes, um, anytime. Yes. So we are going to be talking about. I mean, there's so many things I want to talk to you guys about. It's been a long time. Um, Not that long, but it's been quite a bit. Before I get started on everything I want to talk to you guys about, I do want to mention that I am having... I'm not having, but Peacock PR is having their third official full moon glow up event at the Coral Gables Museum. So if you're here in Miami, you know, stop by. Tickets are available at thinkpeacock.com. They're also available on my Instagram. If you go to the link in my bio, you can check it out there. You know, there's going to be a DJ. There's going to be a yoga class with True Fusion, a retail intermission. I hope to see you there. It's fun. It was I went to the first one and it was really fun. Yay. Oh, my God. I was so, so excited to see you there. And like all like, you know, my girls came out, my sisters of the moon. Um, it's going to be a full moon in Aries. Ooh, I love I love Aries energy. You have Jupiter and Aries. I have Jupiter and Aries. Yeah. And I just it's my fourth house. So, yeah, it's like it's almost like who you are at your core when no one's around. When no one is around. And I I have a lot of asteroids actually in Aries. You know, that's a really good topic because I, I'm not familiar with asteroids. I mean, I love the goddess Lilith, Avi. But I'm not familiar with asteroids. I know that you do know your asteroids, so I want to get into this. You guys, she knows her ish. So we're just going to have so much fun tonight. Um, Tonight, listen to me this morning. Um, It's like, you know, it's the eighth house. It feels like it's a, yeah, we're going to marry the night. It's October. It's like officially night, whole month, basically. Right? Okay, so Valentina Patruno is actually going to be hosting this uh, full moon glow up. So I hope to see you guys there. And... I was going to make one more announcement, but if it comes to me, it comes to me. I mean, we'll go with the flow. Um, Pluto is officially direct. Mercury entered Scorpio. I mean, Pluto stationed direct on the same day that Mercury entered Scorpio. You know, Pluto is in Capricorn. My dear friend Ems has a 
you know, Capricorn rising. She is going through her Saturn Pluto return, not necessarily return, but almost because they are chilling over her ascendant. They are, yeah. So I'm really excited to hear just like your experience with having, you know, these malefic planets and this super intense energy, you know, that you've mm-hmm. been working with. And, you know, to also take away the heaviness off of the the burdensome you know feeling that that Saturn brings because Saturn can also be very incredibly powerful and it could life-changing so I just want to hear M's thoughts on that but Mars also entered Libra today um so yeah we're gonna just go with the flow but take it away M's I want to talk like let's talk about Saturn let's talk about um just let's talk about Pluto direct like what did you feel you were telling me earlier today like you felt something this week like just with Pluto going direct I did I feel like Okay, well, first I'm going to just make the disclaimer that you don't have to be afraid of Saturn or Pluto. Yes. Right? Like, they're both intense energies, but I, I feel like at the end, if you work with them, the the riches that you'll get and the gifts that you'll get are just amazing from both. But specifically with Pluto going direct, like this week, it's almost like all of these feelings just bubbling up to the surface. Oh, my God, totally. And, like, if you've been feeling a certain way this week and you're like, where is this coming from? Like, nothing in my outer world should make me feel like this. Like, why do I feel anxious or I feel yes. whatever whatever it is that you're feeling? That's Pluto. And mm-hmm. Pluto, Pluto is a destroyer, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the planet of destruction. But when I think of Pluto, I immediately think of the phoenix. Mm-hmm. Because you have to die in order to be reborn from percent. the ashes. Preach to my Scorpio rising. <laughs> Preach. Absolutely. But Pluto is... Like Pluto, it, it just kind of operates in the background. Mm-hmm. And then from time to time, like especially right now where it goes direct or like, I mean, I have I have Pluto just like hanging out over my head right now. Yeah. Right. As and a Capricorn I feel, rising. N- yeah. It's it's like it's like, you know, just to piggyback on what Emzo saying, you know, Pluto, it's even hard to describe or put your finger on because it is, you know, it is a destroyer. Um, but at the end of the day, and, and in mythology, Pluto is Hades. He is the god of the underworld. He rules the hidden unconscious. But at the end of the day, we need to shed sna- with snakeskin. Mm-hmm. We need to, you know, continue to, to be reborn. We are constantly evolving. So in astrology, if you have, you know, time to look at your birth chart and you see where Pluto is on your birth chart, this is a very interesting area i mean a lot of us were born with pluto and scorpio like the majority of us were born pluto and scorpio generation correct um but it's wherever pluto is is wherever you're going through intense intense and deep transformation it is very unconscious though because that's how pluto works he works behind the scenes and so he moves so slowly oh yes like pluto's been in capricorn since 2008 and will be there until 2023 like Mm -hmm. so it's it's one of those things also I feel like when people have Pluto transits, it's like from the outside, from one day to the next, you you might be like, whoa, what just happened with her? Like she just yeah. completely, you know, changed her entire life or something, you know, your person's going through something, but it's been something that has been building little by little. It's even like when I see you sometimes, like sometimes I'll see M's and like, obviously I'm scorporizing. I'm always talking about like, I love wearing black, but ever since like Pluto really touched your ascendant, like when I would see you, you'd be like in black, like your <laughs> eyes were like, I'm like, hello, like you have Pluto, like just chilling on your head right now. And like, he says, hi. <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely there. But it's, it's like tectonic plates shifting or like, Oh, I like that. Like a volcano. Uh, you see the volcano erupt right from the outside and you're like, Oh, okay. Look, the lava's flowing out. But all of that took time to build, like pressure building inside like of the volcano, orgasm. like things. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, I, I just mean, had to is, take it there. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. 
There's a sound effect. <laughs> and we're just not going to let that go. I, I mean, it's it's very Plutonian. It is very Plutonian. And Mercury yes. and Scorpio made me do it. I mean, it's it's the witching time Oh, yes. Year, so oh, no. It is so, I mean, here tonight, why did I, I mean, I said it was, the, it was just, that's just so typical of me to say with a fellow eighth house. I just feel like. <laughs> and we're both yeah. wearing black. Oh, my God, right? It's just like an automatic thing. No, definitely you feel it in the air. Um, I'm not, I'll be honest with you, I'm not, and we'll go back to the, you know, Saturn, Pluto, Capricorn we were talking about, but I'm not really typically a fan of October, not the month, because I do like October, Mm -hmm. but emotionally I struggle with October and the fall because I am a Scorpio rising, so my house. exactly. So I'm lost in the twelfth house and like that fun house of mirrors, especially being Libra in my twelfth house. So I typically feel some type of way during Libra mm-hmm. season, but because Libra season this year is not your typical Libra season, really you know, squaring off this, you know, Pluto, Saturn, South Node, Stellium in Capricorn, it hasn't really been um, a typical Libra season. And you have your Mercury in Libra, right? Yeah, I think this Libra season. Because usually Libra season is like, okay, we're out, we're dazzling, we're having fun, clink, we're spending clink, money, yeah. like it's a great time. But this is like that rare occasion when Libra actually speaks their mind, like for real. Oh um, my God, I love that. <laughs> doesn't happen very often. Yeah. You know? They're always trying to like smooth things out. Like, oh no, I'm fine. Oh no, everything's fine. No, Libra, it's not It's not fine it's anymore. It's like one of those rare months or times when, when Libra's actually being like totally honest and vibing transparent and mm-hmm. everyone is like, Whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing, that's the thing with Libra. I feel like a lot of people tend to think that Libra is just this like superficial, like, oh yeah, people pleaser. Let me just balance, uh, you know, the scales and create harmony be- because I, I need to do that. But Libra is also about justice and the truth. And, 1,000%. And the reason that Libra is so good and adept at balancing scales is because they see through everything. Because remember that when you're looking at astrology, it's like you have to look at the sign leading in and the sign after. It's really interesting to look at like the mm-hmm. entire wheel because... Oh my God, that's like my favorite part when you look at the order. Like even with Libra season, like you learn how to compromise, you learn how to meet someone halfway so then you can merge with them completely like during Scorpio season. You know, it's all well, yeah. in order. Absolutely. And they have... Libras have a little bit of the sign that comes before and a little bit of the sign that comes after. So mm-hmm. they have that Virgo eye for detail and observation, mm-hmm. but then they have that Scorpio like intuition of just knowing and being able to just really clearly that's see super true i mean they're they're fall babies um and and at the end of the day we all technically have a little bit of each sign right because mm-hmm. there's a sign that belongs to each one of our astrological houses but as uh, what ems is saying is is totally true we all have a little bit of everything even you i was talking about you i was uh, ranting and raving about virgos last time i called it oh. beyonce season i don't know if you heard my last <laughs> yes. episode but virgo um our and, patron saint of virgos beyonce. oh my god for real she Thank God we have Beyonce, because if not, I don't know who would be the patron saint of Virgos, but I feel like it has elevated people's perception of Virgo. So thank you, Beyonce, for the hard work that you are doing in the world. Agreed. I'm always just like bringing her up as much as I can. But, you know, Virgo really is the completed individual. Like, you know, Leo taps into their inner child, feels that creativity is, you know, unapologetic, fearless, expressive. But then Virgo, you know, puts that all together and uses it for the greater good, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So I'm just a huge fan of Virgos. But yes, Libras have a little bit of that mystery. um, And it definitely has a lot to do with being so close to Scorpio. I mean, the seasons, you you are, like, you were born during a specific season. I mean, I feel like in my own way, I'm very summer in my Mm -hmm. own way. And you're very fall, too. We always talk about that, too. Yeah, Um, I don't like the summertime. Really? 
I, I feel like I would, okay, I like summer from the standpoint of like if I were in New England and I were having like a Cape Cod summer oh where I could wear a cardigan on the beach. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like breezy and it's like I can have a bonfire at night, but oh, it can yeah. be hot during the day. Mm-hmm. Miami summers are just a different. Oh my god, Miami it's just, summers! It's just like oppressively hot, and because I am cap rising, that's Saturn is cold. Saturn likes cold shit. Oh yes, yes, so. colds blooded. Speaking <laughs> of the of the colds blooded, um, Saturn. Yeah, Saturn. I feel like yeah. I mean, there's. I kind of want to put on like one of my sound effects, but then I'm gonna just give Saturn like a, a bad rep. And and like Enzo saying, you know, at the end of the day, Saturn is here to restructure you, to show you discipline, to you know, make you help you live your best life. We are all, even if we're not a rising Capricorn or, and I'm not going to lie, the cardinal signs in general, Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, all of us are going, and I say us because I'm a Cancer, all of us are going through some type of transformation because Pluto is, Pluto and Saturn are in a cardinal sign. Um, But like I said, try and see where Capricorn is located on your chart because that is where you are experiencing profound change. Now, how and and obviously like we don't even need to jump into like the politics thing right but Mm -hmm. how like I know that you're a big fan of Saturn and I love that but how do you feel um that this is affecting us as a whole collectively Saturn Pluto South Node and Capricorn and I mean I I just would love to pick your brain on that because it's well it's it's a time when certain institutions or structures that we've just always relied on because I mean at the end of the day Capricorn really rules and Saturn rules Capricorn, but it's mm-hmm. all about hierarchies, hierarchy, structures, institutions, mm-hmm. things that need to work at scale. So like the educational system, the banking system, yes. like all these things in society that are the pillars of society. Mm-hmm. And they're all going through a transformation. Like we saw that when Pluto entered Capricorn in 2008, um, the housing crisis. Mm-hmm. Right. So like this thing that no one thought would ever yes. crumble, it crumbled. Yes. And so it's really exposing where the foundations are weak and where we think we're on solid ground but we're really not and it's yes. that i think that's why people fear like on a personal level people fear Capri- um saturn specifically because it's kind of this feeling of like oh but that that means change and like certain things and if, if you're wondering you know where saturn is affecting you mm-hmm. it's that thing that you're avoiding that thing that pops into your head and you're like, I, I should it. really take care of that thing. And I, yeah, I should just handle that. But you don't want to. And you're like, nah, not right now. <laughs> it's that little like shadow that's like, they're just like yeah. hanging over you. Like, why did you do that? You know, I always say that Saturn is like that strict teacher or, and I know that Jupiter is the teacher technically, right? But Saturn is just that old wise, you know, disciplinary you know whether it's a dad or an uncle and I'm gonna say more dad you know but Mm -hmm. just looking at you with that eye like I wouldn't have done that if I were you you know yeah you know I so I I didn't start off liking Saturn okay like I mean yeah that's a good point yeah like I've had Saturn riding my ass for the better part of the last 10 years because <laughs> yes. I had Saturn in my sun sign. Yes. Then I had my official Saturn return, which happens at the end of your 20s. Yes. And then now I have Saturn in my ascendant. And I haven't had much of a break. You're so right. Because between. Saturn, I remember when Saturn was in my sign and I was in high school and that was rough. And it's true for you because you're a Virgo. You didn't even have time to get over it because it was like back three. To back. Sa- right. It was pretty much back to back. Right. And it's crazy because Saturn is the kind of planet where, yes, it's this teacher where you can really only understand and appreciate the lessons with time. Absolutely. I agree. It's one of those things where like, I look back to when Saturn was in Virgo and like, I was straight up not having a good time. Like I will be honest that time in my life, I just felt 
horrible. And I knew about astrology because I had been into astrology since middle school. I had been mm-hmm. studying it. So I knew I was fully prepared. I was like, yeah, Saturn's coming into my sign. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like you don't know until you know. Oh, my God. So you go through it. You don't really yes. understand. And But then I look back now. You know, and I know at the time I was having a temper tantrum, I was just like not, you know, because Saturn can really make you feel exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like in contrast to Pluto, which is kind of like just operating in the background mm-hmm. and it's on autopilot and you're not really sure what's happening. Oh, you have no idea what's happening with Pluto. Absolutely. Like Saturn mm-hmm. is like on the daily. Like, yeah, you have to call the bank or you need to take care of that thing or you yes. really need to get serious about your health. Or you need to have that conversation with that person. Yes. You need to go back to school, ask for the promotion. Like, And that's where like that that um you know capricorn or like capricorn essence comes in just like that very like it's that cold ruthlessness of like i don't care if it's hard i don't mm-hmm. care if you know you're not ready you've had enough time to shape up um you need to shape up and ultimately it's a challenge but you know really getting your ducks in a row and really getting situated is all that capricorn is i'm sorry saturn is trying to do for you yeah. so yeah it's, it's really with like your best interest at heart so i I think like if you are having a tough time with saturn it's really just learning how to embrace it Mm -hmm. and and using it for something that 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 you really want to do because at the end of the day saturn is going to show you where the foundations that you have are weak or they're not they're not steady Mm -hmm. so that you can either repair that and you fix it and you figure it out or you let it go and you can build a new foundation because the whole point is that you can't build something if your foundation is shitty. I don't know anything about construction, but I'm assuming <laughs> if you have, you know, it doesn't matter how beautiful your house is and, you know, the arch- your architectural digest is like, hi, I would like to feature in your house because it's so beautiful. <laughs> and you have, you know, this amazing decor inside and it's like all the finishes are gorgeous. If the foundation is not solid Stable or solid or if that foundation is cracked, it doesn't matter. Right. So Saturn, I really think is like the planet of leveling up, mm-hmm. but to level up, that means that you have to become uncomfortable. And that's why people don't want to deal with it. But growth will only happen when you are uncomfortable. Absolutely. Preach, preach. And I think that with Pluto in the background of this, you know, I mean, let's not even go there, but I mean, we've had Jupiter and Scorpio. I mean, the Harvey Weinstein. Mm -hmm. I mean, it brought so many things to the light. I mean, Pluto is power. And yes, we're not talking shit about Pluto. I mean, I'm a very Plutonian person and I love Pluto's energy, but Pluto also represents misuse of power. Yes, Um, It represents things that are taboo. So this combination, um, following on what Emily was saying about, you know, having us recognize the areas in our lives where we are lacking that structure lacking that stability having pluto in the background you know with that murky you know sneaky shadow creeping up showing you oh you didn't know about this did you mm-hmm. you know and is in our in our government right now as we speak i mean there's so many things and i'm not like the quote unquote most uh politically uh opinionated person i mean i do have my opinions but i don't like i'm not good at it and i don't, I don't even know if that makes sense but i don't like to really get into it because i'm not like the most knowledgeable you're not, you're in not that like sense. diving deep into correct that. but i do feel that it brings me joy um i i feel like ultimately there is a there's a silver lining here and it has a lot to do with justice because I think that it's bringing truth to the light. And I think that we are finally just seeing things for what they really are and what they've been for all of these years. You know, I was reading this article and it was, it was about Pluto and how like to, to jump on that kind of idea of like the underside of Pluto or Uh abuse of power or all of that. Like when you look at it generally, generationally. So when you had, 
Pluto and Libra, mm-hmm. it was like the 70s or whatever. That's the when beginning of the divorce. The right? divorce rates were skyrocketing because it was mm-hmm. like the underside of marriage and everyone had been pretending that it was this like wonderful thing. And so the divorce started rising. Yes. And then Pluto moves into Scorpio and you have the the AIDS epidemic. The HIV, absolutely. And that is about our sexual health and really talking about things. I love this conversation right now. This is one of the reasons why I love Emily. I don't have a sound effect for her right now because (laughs) I just need like a unique sound effect for her. This is so on point and I'm so glad that you brought that up. Having, really looking at it like this, Birds You, like starting from, and it's funny, our parents a lot of our parents are Pluto and Virgo generation, right? Mm-hmm. My parents are Pluto and Virgo generation and they are, you need to do this, you need to do it right and you need to yes. do it now. There's only one way to do it and one way to do it oh, right. Oh my God. What do you mean you work on <laughs> on social media, on the internet? It's like, I don't understand what that is. You need to do this correct. I mean, mm-hmm. you need to do this. What you are you doing? You have to have a nine to five job. You oh need to my save. God. You need to, and that just doesn't really apply anymore. Yes. For a lot of people. Yes, it doesn't at all. And yes, you're absolutely right with Pluto and Libra and Pluto and, and Pluto and Scorpio. I mean, I always think of like Kurt Cobain, mm-hmm. you know, with um, actually I, I wrote an article on, on the Pluto and Scorpio generation. Um, I'll share that with you guys. I really loved it. But I love that you brought this up because it's it's that is the best way to see the essence of Pluto uh, and the way that it's working. So I, I just, I love that. And Pluto and Scorpio generation, like just that conversation itself, I, I have so many thoughts right now, but no, you're absolutely right. Continue. And I, I mean, Pluto, like more on a personal level, what I love about Pluto is that it really is all about authenticity. And there will be certain, like, so Pluto, the way that you work with Pluto is by shedding your shadow self. And mm-hmm. there are two main ways that that happens. Like one of them is, all of these emotions will bubble up to the surface like they have been this week maybe for some of us and yes. they, they have to do with past pain past trauma yes. past emotional hurt and like that's not pleasant but you need to go through that you need to process those things and pluto will ask you to go deeper like why do you feel this way what was it that caused this where did you pick up that belief system where did you pick up whatever xyz situation because you need to process those to fully integrate so that you can be reborn because if not you're not really being reborn. You're you need to confront stuck. your demons. And that's where for a lot of people, that's where they immediately like judge and get scared of Pluto. I mean, Saturn isn't as raw and in your face, but mm-hmm. it's still very it's annoying. similar. And Saturn and, is annoying. Pluto is, is like traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cathartic. Right. <laughs> cathartic, and yeah. then like with Pluto in Capricorn, you know, following on what you said with, you know, making you really come to terms with your shadow self, Mm -hmm. Pluto in Capricorn is really making us analyze and like go deep within ourselves and heal and, and, and kind of declutter those previously set structures and foundations, right? But like with the nodes involved too, these are things that are going as far as like our ancestry Mm -hmm. line with our own parents, with our mother and father, things that our parents have done that we don't necessarily agree with, that we're finally just looking at it from a different angle and saying, wow, you know, this hurt me, but maybe this is something that I inherited from my family. And in reality, let's say like my parents, you know, did something that I didn't necessarily agree with. You're almost seeing it in a different light. Like, wow, they were hurt too. This is something that's generational. Yeah. And it's, it's question. It's making you question. You know, having having Pluto and Capricorn. Like, what are the the things that you have just running on autopilot in your life? Like the belief systems that you have, habits, like the structures that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Do those 
really need to be part of your life anymore because if you're just holding on to them because it's like, oh, this is how I've always operated, Pluto is going to make it very apparent to you what is no longer relevant to the you of now. Not the you of five years ago, not the you of 10 years ago, not even the you of of last month. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just what what is truly relevant to you now and you step into that power because Pluto is also about having understanding that you have infinite power. Like one of the things that I love to to think about when Pluto is is not being super friendly to me and I'm having a hard time <laughs> with it um, is you know we things, love you Pluto. Please you. don't yeah, take please. this the wrong way. <laughs> no, yeah, please don't. I'm um, sorry. Oh my god, I keep um, but playing footsies with M's right now. <laughs> yeah, we're long legged. <laughs> um, but it's things happen for me, not to me. Absolutely. Oh my god, no. That's a hundred thousand percent. It's all for your growth. It's all, and like this is. We are all shape shifting. Yes. We're all growing. We're all shedding sin. We're evolving. And you guys, I mean, people a lot of times, and and this is one of the reasons why you know I was so excited to chat with Emily and have her on here is because, aside from the fact that she is a true child of of Saturn, um, you know, seeing what Saturn brings to us and for us and does for us at the end of the day, like she said, the universe is working for us. Um, it's important because astrology it's an empowerment tool at the end of the day i always see it as an empowerment tool we cannot i mean mercury is going to station retrograde in 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 in, on halloween on the morning of halloween your halloween is not going to be ruined you cannot look at these transits so tragically i feel like and again i i am a firm believer in and i've talked about you know last time i had lucy on here we talked a lot about astro twitter and stuff and in the beginning, I was a bit reluctant to really like dabbling into the Astro Twitter world just because I felt like there were things there that lacked a little bit of depth, you know, which a lot of them sometimes do. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also given me just like so much perspective. I love to see what everyone is, is, is saying and, and, and how these transits are affecting them at a personal level. But I can't help it. It really does you know, grind my gears. It gets under my skin when I see people saying like, you know, gird your loins, you know, this and this. And yes, you know, the Mars squaring Pluto, Mars just entered Libra today, right at midnight. We were talking about this earlier. Yes, those are challenging transits, but you cannot start dreading What's going to happen? That's not what astrology is for. And let me tell you something. Lord knows we go down the rabbit hole because sometimes I'm taking a shower and I'm literally putting shampoo in my hair and I'm like, all right, square, you know, opposing my moon. And then like you really just go down the rabbit hole and it doesn't matter. The universe is going to have a plan for you. And I'm obviously I believe in free will. And and I know that's why I look at astrology to help me kind of to guide me. But you don't know what's going to happen. You have to just trust and surrender. And that is what Pluto is all about surrender. Well, and like, we need to surrender. We're the ones that give the planets meaning. Like the planets are are they're not inherently good or bad, you know, cuz we we like to think of like oh Venus, ooh, fun, like bubbly I was just going like to say she's and not amazing. and well Venus can be a bitch to deal with, you know Venus what I mean? Is there can super be super some... vain. Like the true yeah. I'm so glad you said that because Aphrodite, you know, yes, she was extremely charming and enchanting. Oh, God, I love this conversation. This is such a Mercury and Scorpio conversation. God, I love you. Um, So, like, (laughs) it's so true. Venus is not all sprinkles and butterflies. The goddess Aphrodite, if she didn't get her way, she wants what she wants when she wants it. She can be a bitch. She'll go about it in not the nicest manner. Yes. 
or like Jupiter. Ah, Jupiter's like, yes, time to party, time to live life, time but to be calm expansive. Down. But also calm down. you can be impulsive and you can it's really like excessive. Jupiter can likes to do things in excess. And this happens yes. to you guys that are Sagittarius or Sagittarius rising, or you have personal finance in Sag, or you know, you have big Jupiter influences in your chart. Be careful. It's okay to have fun, you know, but everything is balanced. It's such a Mars and Libra thing to say right now, but it really is all about balance at the end of the day. Yeah, it's it's up to you to decide how you choose to feel about things and how you choose to think about them. So you can either this, okay, and this is the thing with Saturn, right? If you are having your Saturn a Saturn transit, it's in your sun sign. You're having your Saturn return, or it's in your rising sign, or it's just somewhere challenging in your chart. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're basically in a fast moving car going around i love saturn. your gemini moon um, saturn rings like a track okay so you're in that car and you're just going around the track on saturn okay the gas giant and you have one of two options like you can either buckle in and be like you know what i'm gonna drive okay i'm gonna drive this car just it's all going in shit. one track but maybe you know maybe you can like slow down maybe you can pull over maybe you can change the radio maybe you can control the air conditioning or you can sit in the passenger seat and have a temper tantrum but guess what that's a self-driving car so it doesn't <laughs> matter if you're driving it or not it's still going you're on a loop and it you're just not going to get off this roller coaster until you get off i so I, make the best of I it i think it's really helpful to think of saturn like I mean, yes, it's it is. He is kind of like the teacher, right? So he's this like old white dude with a beard, right? He's like, like Dumbledore. He's like, mm, I feel like Dumbledore's like yeah. Neptune. Really? I don't know. I really like Dumbledore. I'm thinking first Dumbledore, not second Dumbledore, like original Dumbledore from. The oh movies. my god, you know I, he was about? my. Let's not even go. Like we're gonna get into Harry Potter right now, guys. I miss the real Dumbledore so like, much. Like second Dumbledore, totally Saturn. He's super Saturn. But you know, I guess I'm remembering like the Dumbledore from the book, and I, I feel oh, like yeah, it's the, the very, you know, he was there for Harry, yeah, but he but was also he didn't let him. He didn't just cut him slack all the time either. No, but I feel like he cut him slack by not by omitting information. Whereas Saturn mm. would be like, these are all the details. Why aren't you? That's true. That's true. I don't want to say that Snape is Pluto because that'd no, be. I mean, Voldemort little... is Pluto all day. But then it's like, then it's like Voldemort is technically bad. But you know what? I think McGonagall is very Saturn. Ooh, God, I love McGonagall. But okay, I like to think of Saturn like when I'm having trouble. You with guys, Saturn, if you guys have any thoughts on this, I mean, yeah, let I, us know. Please, like, send me an email. Your astrodisiac at gmail.com what character what planets you think belong to which harry potter characters this is such a good conversation i, I don't know uh, yeah uh, hermione is definitely i'm hermione granger I'm, yeah i love it what so much i feel like i'm so luna lovegood it's not even funny but i love moaning myrtle she is my girl moaning myrtle moaning myrtle's such a cancer eighth house like just just hanging crying out crying in, in the bathroom like <laughs> i'm not gonna say that's me that's horrible but why am i obsessed with her character I'm obsessed with Moaning Myrtle's character. She's, I love how she cries to Harry. She, yeah, she's always she, but because she, she's so, cause she comes out of nowhere. You don't even know that she's there. <laughs> she's so. Funny. And then she'll just like drift out of the bathroom and then say something. But she has like this like little sinister face as well. She's very to me. She's very Cancer Rising from the standpoint that people that are Cancer Rising a lot of times they get this almost this. I guess it's like a stereotype that they're spacey. Right. Or they're like they're spacey. They're not necessarily like, you know, cancer risings, I feel are 
extremely mysterious. But they know. They, and then that's why people like people will have cancer rising, right? And p- cancer rising just like going about their life, uh-huh. whatever. And people think, oh, yeah, that girl, she's so spacey. She's so lost. But then they'll say something that is so on point and like mm-hmm. so observant. Mm-hmm. Shout out like, to Elsie if, oh. if she listens to this. I love <laughs> Elsie so much with her Pisces rising cancer. You're absolutely right. But, you know, I love like my gosh, the rising signs. It's interesting because I can love, and this is horrible, but obviously when you start analyzing people by their sign, it just, it gets to this point at, at, at some point in time. But you you look at people and you're like, I like Scorpio risings more than Scorpios, or I like Cancer risings more than Cancer. It's like, it's so, but I just feel like it's such a difference. Like there are people who are Cancers and then Cancer risings, like I just feel like they're completely different. You'd think they'd be similar, but I don't see them similar. Mm. Um, I feel that Cancer uh, risings are mo- way more mysterious than Cancer Suns. Yeah, um, they are mysterious, definitely. The, their face, like the moon. You never know what you're going to get. Um, and they have judgmental eyes. That's already like a Cancer trait in itself because they don't, Cancers always want to feel safe, right? But Cancer Risings are so enigmatic. They are. They're very mysterious. Oh my God, let's go down the, the list of um of the rising signs. Like so random, but like I'm, I want to okay. like, so Aries Rising. What, like what's your vibe on Aries Rising? Oh, so impatient. Oh my God my mom like can hi we... lucy if you're listening <laughs> very i think impatient but also very um motivational mm-hmm. like when they want to be when they're in that yeah. kind of mood i feel like they can be very motivational very like let's go go and they look really good in hats and athleisure oh my god yes they're so like they're always on the go and they always they're so defensive they're always on guard you know, like Always. you tell them something and they're like, uh, they don't even like, like <laughs> they're ready okay, to fight just, you on yeah, it. Like I just wanted, I just had a question. And I feel <laughs> like a lot of them have like really um, like piercing eyes. That they're just again, they're just listening so intently. They're like, always I, in fight stance. If you, oh my god, yes. Like I really like looking at the physical traits. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like trying to guess people's signs, but I do. Oh, I like, can't do that either. No, it's way too complicated. But I, I like when I know someone's rising to just, you observe certain things. And like, so every rising sign has kind of a signature. A thousand percent. So Aries rising is always like, they're always in fight stance. Yes. And always like kind of leaning forward. I think of Lucy so much. My mom is the same way. Like they're just ready. They're like ready to throw down at any moment. They're just ready to go. A hundred percent. What about Taurus risings? Uh, Taurus Taurus risings I feel are beautiful. They're very beautiful. I feel like it's harder to... There's certain rising signs that I have a harder time identifying, and Taurus rising is one of them for some reason. I was going to tell you that I feel like for people like us that study astrology and that we like astrology, I feel like it's more difficult for us to guess signs because we go down the rabbit hole like, oh, but your Mer- it could be your Mercury, it could be your Moon because so the factors. Moon, you know, makes determines the way your eyes look, and even Venus is the way you dress. So it's like you just go down the list of things, and you're just like, ah, I can't guess. And then people who don't know a lot about the actual personal planets and stuff, they guess instantly. I guess because they don't give it that much. They don't life. have all the other layers. Of I like... saw a YouTube video the other day, and people were like, I, "That's like one question that bothers me as an astrologer. It's a peppy, but can you guess my sign? No, no I, can't. I can't. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, no, it's 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 actually very difficult. No way to do that because you you can just pick up on so many different things. I mean, am I am I looking at your rising or am I looking at you know your I don't know. Or do I, you have a transit right now to your first house that exactly. has nothing to do with you? Exactly, because guys, if you meet Emily right now like she's like plutonian af yeah, i mean I I'm, I'm very scorpio vibes a right thousand now. percent yeah like and I'm it's wearing not even, a necklace it's a snake yes oh my god you guys her snake necklace is to die <laughs> i saw it today and i almost we'll died talk, we'll talk and about then that later. the black and then like the the it looks like you're wearing are you wearing eyeliner 
Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, it looks like you just like your eyes are just. Yeah, like... my, my makeup's a little grungy today. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm a fan. Eighth house. Um. Okay. So Gemini risings. Ooh, Gemini rising. They have like a twinkle in their eye. They have a twinkle in their eye. Typically talking a lot. Yes. Okay. This is something that I find with with people that have a lot of Gemini influence. Either they're talking a lot or they're not talking at all. Oh, yes. It's very odd because some of them it's like chatterboxes, but then some of them it's like... I've seen really quiet Geminis and I'm like, ooh. Only in the company of other people are they really... Da, 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 you know mm-hmm. um definitely sparkly um, so sparkly they look really good in they're very plaid. they're very they're very light and agile and they like they move light. like and it's not like graceful but it's that airy it's a mercurial kind of yeah movement. they're fast um they the men look really good with beards rising. i don't know well that's such a good point yeah why? i don't know why and and like a plaid like those kind of like mm, patterns. I mean, you're plaid, a pattern yeah, queen. Patterns. Okay, guys. So, Ems has her moon in Gemini again. Um, her moon conjuncts my um, Venus in Gemini. So obviously, I'm always a fan. But your patterns are everything. I I, That's I, very like I your have, Mercury. Honestly, I've I've really I think since since uh, Saturn entered Capricorn, like I've tried to not because I will just any pattern that I see, it's like I want that shirt because it has you know. A and let me tell you it. something. Not just because you're in front of me, but I don't think that everybody looks good in patterns. I can't wear patterns for the life there of me. There are certain. I think certain signs can really pull off. I feel like Gemini's one. Yeah, Libra. Libra can wear. Libra can wear anything. And Sag actually can really pull off a pattern. Oh really? I think Sag rising can really pull off. They just extremes. make it a vibe. Extremes, yeah, super you know? extreme. Super extreme. Okay, who's next? Um, yeah, we talked about Cancer Risings. A Leo Rising. Oh, they my love boyfriend. the sun. The sunglasses. All about the sunglasses. Oh, my God, yes. Megawatt smile. Um, hair. Hair. Oh, my God. The lioness hair. is hair. such a Leo signature. Mm-hmm. You can tell if a Leo's going through some shit if their hair is not on point. Marco's, his baby pictures, he looks like a little lion cub. Like his, he has like little curly hair. And I'm like, oh my God, I so see your, your Leo rising, um, coming through. And I feel like they're, and not that they're like always tan. That's not even what I'm saying, but they just have that glow. Like they're sun kissed. Like even according to Astro theme, I always check my celebrity charts there, but, um, JLo is a Leo rising Leo and she glistens, dude. She's it's her. Glowing, it's literally it's man. literally her. I've I've seen her rehearsing for, you know, one of the shows or uh-huh. whatever. And uh-huh. she she wasn't wearing any makeup, but she just that lit from within thing, that's not a product. My that's God. literally just Absolutely. her skin. That's just her. Mm-hmm. It's and the she sun really coming just, out of them. Oh my God. She's such a performer. Um Virgo risings. Mm-hmm. I feel like um Virgo risings are slender. They have like a lot of nervous energy. Like oh even if my they're God, sitting yes. still, you can just feel like the. They have a very prominent stare as well. Yeah, because they're they're trying to they're trying to observe constantly. Yes, like this, you and know. fix things and just you know. They look really good in um, suits. Ooh yes, like and blazers. cap risings too. Let's not even get, get let's not even start well, that, talking yeah, about your blazers. A, but okay, like um, what's what's your Emma? blazers are your signature? I love yeah, I love blazers. I love a good blazer. Oh my God, Emma Watson. Oh, yes. She's a Virgo rising. Yes. And she looks really good in like very, very plain clothing, but chic. God, I love not a lot of adornments, not a lot of fragrance either. It's like it's like the purity of the look. I'm literally looking up Virgo ascendant celebs right now to see what comes through. Because I'm curious, curious. Um, yeah, I can't find any, but yeah, Emma Watson's a great example. My grandmother's a rising Virgo and she's just like sometimes more Virgoan than she is in Aquarius. It's just like, it's mm-hmm. hilarious. Well, she's a moon in Taurus too. So her earth is very prominent. Uh, rising Libra. 
Okay, Libra usually Libras Diana. They they're very symmetrical. Uh-huh. Like their bone structure is very symmetrical. You know that I feel that way about. I think that's like Venus, but absolutely. Like when you have Venus on the ascendant or you're Libra rising, you do have symmetrical. So yes, Taurus rising is the same. That's the beauty thing, man. The charm. But Libra rising in particular usually has a very pronounced Cupid's bow. Cupid's bow. Like the this part of your lip, like How like the funny. little like V of the, your upper lip. That's so well. That's really funny that you say that because let's not even get into Vedic astrology. Um. But they like that is also supposedly like a Scorpio rising trait. And then mm. I also read it for Libra rising in Vedic astrology because in Vedic astrology, I'm a Libra rising, oh. um, which that's a whole other conversation because that's really, really going down the rabbit hole, which I can't even get started on that because I go crazy. They both make sense, which is insane to me. I can't. Um, so actually, maybe one day I'll have somebody who's like knowledgeable about Vedic astrology. Yeah, I feel like, like that's a whole other. I'd love to just like pick their brain forever. But um, no, yeah, I, I the Cupid's bow. I like that. And I've heard that several times. It's a Cupid's bow thing. And then patterns. They have look small really good faces yeah. and they have. I mean, I like Selena Gomez mm-hmm. has Venus on the ascendant. And I just feel like they really just look good. They Yeah, they all can, the time. Yeah, all the time. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> It's a blessing to have Venus on the Ascendant, really I feel. Um, Scorpio rising, talk to me, Ems. Okay, a lot of people think that Scorpio rising always is wearing black, and that could be the case, but it's it's almost like they find a thing and they stick with it. Mm-hmm. So it's like what like your thing could be 1950s pinup or whatever, or your thing could be suits or your thing could be athleisure, your thing could be whatever, but they really they stick with it. <laughs> um, they look really good with eyeliner. Yes. Cole, you know, like that dark, mm-hmm. dark eyeliner. Um, I feel like you can immediately tell if someone has Scorpio rising depending on what how they look. They like just look like they're looking through you. It's like a piercing yes. gaze. I feel like eyebrows are a big Scorpio eyebrows, rising yeah. and like very prominent noses and very um, husky, just like broading. And they they kind of look like vampires. Yes. Like you could totally be a vampire. <laughs> Yes. And you know what else I've noticed about Scorpio Risings is um, I feel like and maybe it's my moon, you know, that I can switch up easily. But we our eyes like we can look like innocent and sweet and then turn it up and be like completely the opposite, mm-hmm. like give you completely different well, looks. I feel Scorpio is very like the Madonna or the whore. Which one are you? Oh, my God. That's, let's, let's talk about Virgo after with your. <laughs> oh, well, so M's, um, you know, from her experience, I, I think it was, I don't know if it was um, Mystic or whoever, yeah, but she somebody, told me yeah. the best line ever about Virgos and Scorpios and just go ahead yeah, and say um, it for us. That basically a Virgo is a Scorpio with her legs crossed. Let me tell you guys something, and we're going to finish the rising signs here, but after we're going to talk about M's and being a Virgo, because Virgo is such a complex creature and and saying madonna just really opened i mean i even i know that lilith the goddess lilith is a lot of times associated with scorpionic energy but i feel like it's also very virgo and virgo and scorpio just have a very we have an affinity yes oh my god i mean and you even think about like the goddess Hera and Persephone. Mm-hmm. I think Hera is Persephone's mom. There's just something there. Like yeah. Hera gave birth to Scorpio, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. it, and not saying that Persephone is a Scorpio, but she kind of has that Scor- Venus she is does. Scorpio well, I mean, mostly. She like, lives in the underworld. So, oh, God, you know that I, I, that's like one of the tattoos I want to get. I want to get her name. I don't know why I'm obsessed with Persephone. I'm like obsessed. You are, I know. And you like pomegranates. I'm obsessed with pomegranates. The I other like day I heard that it was like really good for your skin too. It is. Pomegranate like, is delicious. More excuses. Sag rising. Okay. Sag rising is. The legs, I feel you can legs, super tell. Definitely legs, but also it's like an extreme. Like they're either, they either look really preppy or they look really rock and roll. 
like okay. fashion wise like yes like think about like lady diana oh my okay. god she was very you know that elizabeth 80s taylor prep. was a sad rising too it's like that or you have like um pink pink is a sad like the artist pink is, mm. is a sad rising it's mm-hmm. like bleach hair God, she's so mutable. She's Virgo, and then she's sad rising. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. the bleach hair. Mm-hmm. It's a, whatever it is. It's going to be in, a, in an extreme. Like they kind of like Scorpio in the sense that Scorpio is going to have their own. Scorpio rising is going to have their own uniform, and they're mm-hmm. going to really stick with that. It's and th- their own signature. Yeah. Sag is going to pick something, but they're going to just go to the extreme with it. Yes, Sag. Like, the sa- like people really underestimate Sag's fire. You know, um, I the other day I was saying that Capricorn is the wisest Earth sign. You know, just because like the density like the the, the yeah the, they are the sure. earth is so rich it can make a diamond right mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that it's not that they're better than taurus i mean no. everybody or virgo that everybody has you know something to offer but i mean same thing with sag they are really the most evolved fire sign they can be creative they can you know put on a show and they can also be shady tricksters too and I, they're the most macho I know Ooh. there's some Aries and Leos right now that are about that are like screaming at the please don't can, can we like why why are you guys so loud that's the question as a very earth person why are fire signs so loud just oh my God. just lower speaking in 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 a whisper because that'll be like an indoor voice for the rest of us I can't even like talk shit because I'm like I'm pretty obnoxious the other day I was telling Lucy that when we first met I was like talking about the signs like the whole time and I remember her Pisces eyes were just like looking at me and I was like I don't know if she's looking at me because like I will being <laughs> or because I, she can't stand my ass but yes fire signs really like <laughs> and people... I love fire signs by the way like I love oh, that energy I have fire in my a lot of yes you, know, you do you do I do have a good bit of fire in my charts so I like it but you know I feel like, and even Aquariuses, for instance, like if they walk into a room, it's a revolution. Like my my cousin, you know, and my grandmother, they'll walk in somewhere, they trip, they touch you, and there's like static and electricity, mm-hmm. like the Uranian feel. Like ah, you're just I'm like, a little, oh. I'm a little Uranian. Yes, 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 yes. As well, oh god, I love Uranus so bad. Okay, wait, and then Capricorn, we spoke about you, Blazer City, Blazers they in it's different from libra libra has more of like a symmetrical kind of bone structure mm-hmm. but capricorn has a pronounced bone structure mm-hmm. so it's like cheekbones you know your your the eyes or eyebrows mm-hmm. are typically like emphasized mm-hmm. um probably even the knees too because the knees, knees rule the joints, saturn rules the knees mm-hmm. they can look um they tend to look good more austere so like you know less makeup less whatever i mean i love makeup but that's that's a whole other whatever that's situation. your mercury and libra that's, Venus yeah, that's my, that's my libra we'll situation that. but they also like metallics it's like black and metallics i think look really good on a oh yeah it's like that and, and i think that when you say metallics i think yeah like the, the metals the, Gold, the silver because saturn it's very is traditional about, yeah the things that are that are structural so it's like a good timepiece if you are a capricorn rising oh, yes invest in a good wa- like you might already be obsessed with watches i don't know i want to get into that and in those investments and those uh hobbies that it's capricorn they, rising they would pick up to, on yeah they want to invest in because you will last. emily does something that i'm actually really um a fan of i mean what am i not a fan of that she does but she does this thing that i want her to talk about after I that know. i love so much and it's very capricorn rising of her um so really i didn't even plan this you see i, I freaking yeah, love but this. let's let's finish the signs exactly. because i feel bad for aquarius aquarius and exactly and aquarius and, so and pisces i think like aquarius aquarius risings I know that Leo Risings love to be the star, but like Aquarius Risings really want to be the star of the show. They either are wearing a costume, basically. Oh my God, 150%. Or they're trying to do normcore. Look at me, look at me. It's either I want to fit in or I'm a show. 
It's so just like they're like cosmic supernova humans and they just like just like I don't know, they show up out of nowhere and their their eyes are are galactic and they're electric. Or they're they know that they're aliens and they're trying to fit in with humans (laughs) and they're wearing all gray. I have a feeling I'm just looking at me right now, like she's like, I have a feeling they know they're aliens. No, they do. There's some of them I love it. Some of them, okay, you have like the they're gonna go the David Bowie route and they're gonna be I don't even know if David Bowie was an Aquarius or Aquarius rising, but they're Saj, I think, but he had some Aquarius. You know, like that that kind of level of like I'm from outer space. Yes. Or they're gonna be like, no, um, I'm trying to blend in, and they're literally all gray. How funny! Tones of gray, very like plain gray, because it's like, like they want to camouflage. We oh, yeah, yes. with the people, with the tribe. Don't, like, don't look we at are... me. I am just a human here. I don't and have I, any galactic superpowers. Funny enough, I was writing about this the other day because I did this article um, on what are the most sarcastic, you know, signs, and I included Aquarius in there. And I feel like Aquarius is not all hippies and sunflowers. You know, they really enjoy getting a rise out of people and they love to poke and they love to dig and they love to find out, you know, they'll disagree with you and play devil's advocate just for fun. It's like a robot that like that's AI that's getting intelligent, that learned humor. And then that's Eric. Oh, my God. I love your metaphors. It's like a a robot. No, that that is like the intelligent AI. And they're like, let me just say this. The human is going to freak out when I say this. That's so scary. That. The AI stuff, I can't. Well, get get ready for Pluto and Aquarius. Um, you literally took the words out of my mouth. Pluto and Aquarius. I mean, we're already starting to see like the alien sightings and stuff, which we've all been seeing it. But Area just 51. wait until <laughs> just wait. Yeah, just wait until Pluto and Aquarius, y'all. I mean, you're already seeing it, but I've been saying it, and I don't even. I have this weird, like, strange feeling, and I may be going overboard, but when Pluto enters Pisces, I feel like people are going to discover ways to, um, I'm not going to say like not die, but like something like to like elongate your life or something like something that has to do with like immortality. I'm not saying that we're all going to be immortal, but I feel like that is like the weirdest. What do you think? I feel like we're just, we're, we're living in really interesting times because it's like, like, Lord okay, knows that's that's true. If if we we don't completely ruin the planet and we continue and like the meteor doesn't come and all that and oh you God. know that like we have if if we fix it and we're gonna hang around for the long time you know for like we'll be here for another thousand years or whatever, I feel like people are gonna look back at this time period and be like all the because there's just so much change at a structural deep level, and then you're gonna get to aquarius and it's like technology and the aliens and whatever but then pisces is transcendental so who knows that's why i'm saying i feel like it's really going to i mean if you thought saturn and sagittarius and you know jupiter and sag and and neptune in pisces that really did open the door to uh the world of mysticism which is why so many people are into astrology just wait until pluto enters uh pisces which yeah we're way ahead of ourselves here but anyway so pisces risings i love water risings yeah, Pisces rising, they tend to have like googly eyes. Very dreamy. Very dreamy. Um as far as like outfits, it's hard to pin like I feel like that's a very hard one to to pin because they Pisces don't, is everything at Pisces the same is time. Pisces everything. So you know? it's, they don't necessarily have as easy a signature from like a fashion perspective or even like a visual perspective. They do like camouflage. Oh yeah. What I could see what that. Paltrow is the Pisces rising and that God, she's such camo. a Pisces rising. They're very gentle they're very passive um but that doesn't mean that they're actually very passive they appear that way but you know they have their little tsunami well yeah they can definitely it's either i'm obsessed with you and i want to be around you or like get the hell away from me i don't know what you're talking about but yes i agree like very dreamy very um you know flowy uh beautiful so okay 
I don't want to, I mean, we can just, Emily and I can go on, on as you can see, really and can. I love picking her brain, so she can talk here forever as long as she wants. Now, I want to hear about, so Ems was born with a midheaven in Libra, and astrology, your midheaven has everything to do with your legacy, your career, the way the public sees you, the way, you know, you present yourself in the public eye, um, and, and your professional path more than anything. She has a Libra midheaven, and then she's a Virgo, but she does something that I'm really, really in love with. I love, you know, her vision and what she does, and I just want her to talk about that a little bit. So tell yeah. us. So I I have this Instagram account. Um, it's called Article eighteen twenty nine. Follow Article eighteen twenty nine. It's literally the numbers eighteen twenty nine. I started it because I had been collecting antique jewelry. For, Hello, Capricorn rising. Yeah, for a while. Traditions. Um, and I discovered that on Instagram, there's this. I mean, there's a huge jewelry community. Period on Instagram, which I had no idea about. You really opened my eyes to that. No, there's honestly, I feel like there's like these little niche wor- worlds within Instagram that. If you are you a fan discover. of antique jewelry, guys, seriously, follow Article eighteen twenty nine. You will. I mean, aside from the fact that Ems is very, you know just mercury all day she her hands are always in the photos which i love her nail polish is always different she has just the most beautiful collection of antique jewelry and i am just such a big fan so follow follow article 1829 yeah so there's this um there's this whole antique jewelry community because you know when you're when you're buying antique jewelry obviously these are one-of-a-kind pieces they're things that are are very old they're very delicate so when you find something it's like it's exciting to share that collection and i'm just a metiche like i i love those like what's in my bag videos or like let me show oh, you how yeah. my closet is organized like i'm like yeah i, like I want to I I know that. show me that. that um so i love seeing people's collections or like look at this ring that i just found because that's kind of part of it it's like i love how unique it is the too thrill for the for the hunt i don't like um maybe this is my uranus in the second you know with the things i purchased but i don't like to have things that other people have and that sounds a little bit you know, no, but you're looking uh, for something unique. Yeah. And, yeah. and for me, I like the fact that it's it's antiques. I have kind of branched out into things that are more modern. Mm-hmm. And as I've been doing it, my tastes for jewelry have evolved. I'm actually gonna about to sell a lot of things that I had purchased because I, I feel like if you're a Virgo, you have this tendency towards collecting. Mm, okay. And then for me, that's accelerated, right? Like, because I'll get obsessed with something and then I, I will collect at a very fast rate. Oh, wow. Now I'm trying to be a little bit more selective and like, curating mm-hmm. a little bit more of mm-hmm. what I so I am I am actually going to sell some of the things but I love giving these things a second life because I have the oldest pieces that I have are from the 1810s my god you guys are you listening to this I mean do you guys see the Virgo Capricorn <laughs> and then the just the Libra involved it's just I love that so much that's amazing like they're they're 200 years old and when I, I look at those pieces I just think like what did that belong to you in another life yeah what what has this ring seen you know oh like God, think yes. of all the dinner so parties that this soul. ring was at and yes. what it experienced and such a Libra thing to say what look at all the dinner parties that they <laughs> yeah well well because I have I have this one that was a it, it was originally a button. Oh my god! Um, this one's from the early 1800s, and it was originally a button, but it's a diamond button because back then diamonds were—they had just started mining diamonds, so di- diamonds were not this like precious thing now. And obviously, through advertising and in the 50s, that's when we—you really started getting this whole like Fun engagement, you know, ring kind of thing, and diamonds became this more special thing. But for them in the 1800s, they only wore diamonds at night. Oh. It was like a nighttime thing because, you know, they would go home and then they would change and then mm-hmm. they would have this like elaborate dinners and the dinners were, you know, they didn't have electricity. So it was, you know, candle lit and then later on gas lighting or whatever. So uh-huh. the diamonds would glitter in that low lighting. 
Wow, so that's why they would wear yeah, it at night. They wouldn't twinkle. wear it during the day. Yeah. And even like engagement rings, they didn't give engagement rings with diamonds. They were usually your birthstone or like a gemstone that represented something. Victorians, I love that. I love that. Georgians so and Victor like more so Victorians, but they were very sentimental. So all the jewelry is like very symbolic, which that's what I love because I, I think like and, and this is in general, like clothing or jewelry, like you, you know that you have a piece of clothing or something, you put it on and you just it's like this is my badass outfit. Or, right. you know, this makes me feel protected. This makes me feel safe. This makes me feel like, mm-hmm. you know, it just calls something. You have an affinity your, towards it, yeah. Into your vibe, so. Do you guys see just how multifaceted my friend Emily is? I mean, that Gemini moon, you, you can't put her in a box. I mean, she has knowledge of astrology, of history, but then I can't help it. Like, the jewelry, like, I mean, owning a ring from the 1800s, that's just. It's really special. I mean, honestly. It's amazing. If you guys are at all interested, feel free to DM me. I can help you figure out what I'm going to be putting her Instagram on my stories and I'm going to be tagging her. Um, Obviously I'm going to do like a little preview of our podcast, but article 1829, she's going to be selling more pieces now, right Ems? I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually selling from my personal collection so you can get some. Honestly, I have like, cause mama's got to buy new things and (laughs) I'm like eight and a half, nine. (laughs) Okay. Cause hi, I'm like five eleven and a giant. So like, I have a ring of mine that I'm, I'm probably going to let go that you have admired so i will show it to you in case but it's not gonna fit me though what size is it it's like a 7.2 oh but you could always resize it oh yeah worst case oh my god yeah, you is it the red one the garnet no that oh because i'm like with me forever. i was gonna say please because it's so just many people have asked me about that garnet and i'm like that mm. garnet is capper is like january is january stone god. and it's it's a mid i have this it's it's very it's like a modern piece i think that's why most people are attracted to it because it doesn't I love look it so much. like it's old but it's from the 60s and i like that it's not busy because i feel like again you make like these super intricate looking rings look so good but i like those classic like i think you would you if you like classic and more modern i feel like um because okay victorian and georgian like it looks old okay it can quickly get into like you know what i mean like yeah like oh this is old stuff and it, it can look a little if it's not your style it can look like it's a little bit you know it, it does look antique but art deco pieces are very modern and that's from the 20s or 30s. My little snake is from the art. Oh, here. my God. You guys, seriously, please, please follow um, article 1829 if you can. I um, I just trying to see if there's anything else I have to tell you guys because I need to probably start wrapping up, right? Um, yeah. So, Ems, I cannot thank you enough for having you on. I mean, I feel like it was like such a tease because there's just so many things that it's funny. I, you know, Ems is a Virgo. So I tried to prepare like, you know, like our formal outline for today, right? Like what we're going to talk <laughs> about. And I can't, I mean, there's just so many things I want to talk to you about. Um, but I think we covered a lot of the things I didn't want to talk about. Thank you so much for giving us that, you know, just that um, feedback on Saturn and um, telling us about everything. And I don't know, is there anything else you want to say before you go no i just want to say thank you for having me on you know i love you thank you you and i love you and i admire you you have no idea i wish people could see this room because it's like all black and we're oh my god no it's always oh yeah the pink muff (laughs) muff sorry muff is the technical term (laughs) it's actually what it's called um okay guys well i'm gonna be wrapping up now so i just want to remind you thank you for listening subscribe please leave your comments i will see you guys at the full moon glow up on october the 12th hosted by peacock pr and valentina patrono beauty blogger tv host there's going to be a yoga class by true fusion true fusion i'm going to be talking about the full moon and how to harness its magic tickets are already available on thinkpeacock.com and uh i will see you guys very soon bye